found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. That's a hump day, I didn't realize. Yeah. From here, it's all downhill, Matthew. Pretty much. Yeah. Let it rip. The 12th day of October. Spring break for you next week. Fall break. Fall break. break. Yeah. Why do I always want to call it spring? I, I don't know. I don't remember ever getting a fall break as a kid. We had two days. Yeah. If, two days. if there was anything, it was very short. It was like a Thursday, Friday. It wasn't a week. No. It was like parent-teacher conference. Wasn't that what it was called? Pretty Something, much, yeah. You, know? you had two days off. And, and then it was just, you know, your parents, you know, if you're going to come, you're worried because <laughs> they're going to tell stuff about you, you know. That wasn't what I'd call a two-day break. It was two days of worry. Did you ever get the, do you need to tell us anything before we go? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You just hope that your actions didn't stand out too much right. and would be brought to light. No, I'm fine. <laughs> now you've got a whole week off of school. Are all the schools basically on the same schedule? Um, I think so, okay. except I th- one of them I th- may have two weeks. Okay. No kidding. Wow. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's very much like real life. You get uh, several weeks off, you know, during any given year. Just like, uh, you know, that's what you'll have when you go to the real world workforce. <laughs> Take any time you need. Any time. See, that's what they demand now, because if they don't get that, they don't, you know, well, not going to work. We should have been more demanding. We should have been. Yeah. We absolutely should have been. If, um... Yes, sir. We'll, uh, we'll get on it. <laughs> if you've been around for a while, you'll remember... Angela Lansbury, you can go back to the 40s, 50s. She was an actress, movies. Then for those a little longer in the tooth, you may remember Murder, She Wrote. That was one of your faves, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, if you're a little younger, she's the voice of Mrs. Potts in Disney's animated film Beauty and the Beast. If you're a little younger... How long has that been around? That came out like 96. Well, that's younger. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Maybe but see, that. from from there on, youngsters will remember that because they've watched. Oh, I'm Beauty sorry, the it Beast. was 1991. Well, there that... you go. <laughs> Just yesterday. Uh, for you whippersnappers. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you hear Mrs. Potts uh, in Beauty and the Beast, that's her. Because I'm sure little kids still watch that. I mean, you know, that's what I'm aiming at. Sure. Even though it's been around a while. It's like, you know, you know, you young folks who watch Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's been a relatively new Pinocchio. That's kind yeah. Of yeah, we watched it. Lansbury was a Broadway legend, six, uh, six Tony Awards, including the Lifetime Achievement Award she received earlier this year. She was 96. I'm pretty sure... That the legend surrounding her performance of Beauty and the Beast in the movie. Okay. She didn't want to do it. All right. She didn't want to do the song. Okay. She thought it should be handled by some up-and-coming yeah. young singer. Yeah. Let them have the spotlight. Somebody hip. like Someone Mar- hip. Like Mariah Carey. Up well, and this coming. was 91, so this would have been... <laughs> That's pretty close in that'd there be, with that'd her. That'd be yeah, close-ish, yeah. yeah. That'd be close-ish. Um, 
The so, monkeys. The monkeys should have had that tune. <laughs> maybe maybe Paula Abdul could have had that. I don't know. But she didn't want to do it. And so they, they talked her into it. She did it one time, and that's the time that's the one that's in the movie. That was it. That, that's it. One, one take. take. Wow. One take. That's what she did. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So um as we move on, Halloween's around the corner. Yes. The Montgomery County School District in Pennsylvania is canceling their annual Halloween parades at their elementary schools over safety and inclusivity concerns. The school district's been holding these parades for more than 50, more than 50 years. Mm. However, school administrators sent out letters to families at all six of their elementaries last week saying those parades will not happen this year. They say safety is the main concern. Mm. The parades are outside and the district can't control or screen who comes to them. The other issue is not everyone celebrates Halloween. And those kids have had to sit in the library in the past during the parades. Why go at all? Okay, why do you, if it's, you know, why do you even have to go? If you don't want to be in it, why do you got to sit in the library? That's punishment, okay? So you eliminate sitting in the library and maybe you could still do this, okay? <laughs> Just let them opt out. <laughs> it's, I'm in the library. I, it's torture. Right, right. I, <laughs> that, that seems a bit much. I, I mean... Well, some parents are disappointed, saying the parades are nothing more than a fun activity for the kids. Others, however, think the district made the right call. <laughs> and I want you to envision parents in a group, <laughs> and you'll know the ones are on what side. Okay? Yes, yes, you will. Now, the kids will still be able to dress up. Right. All right. Instead of a parade, there will be fall-themed activities in the classroom. So is this parade happening during school hours? Must be. It had to have been over then. What do you got to go to the library, though? Right. Okay, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, so. You don't want to do it? You're in the library. <laughs> Why couldn't you still be out there among, you know, you don't have to dress up. I just, See, some of the, the rules, some of the rules are really, truly outdated, and that library setting is ridiculous. <laughs> okay. 50 years ago, yeah. Sure. You know. Fonzie's out there. He or, didn't want to be in this. Or maybe, I don't know, schedule it outside of school hours. You know, like, if kids want to be in it, great. If not, okay. I don't know. It's just, uh, what a punishment. Oh, we, can't, we can't possibly have it at 5 p.m. No, no, no. That's, All right. Stop it. Just Arthur stop. Fonzarelli, you don't want to participate Arthur to the library. Fonzarelli's. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't understand. You know, and, and, and trust me, I get it. I I completely understand not everyone is on board with Halloween and yeah, I, I, what it represents, fine. and I completely get it. We're not making fun of that at all. No. It's more, the, the it seems like the school district, if you're going to, you can make a few adjustments and still do something, you know? But you're right. It's like, oh, you can't. You're in the library, Jimmy. Sorry. It's like you're an outcast. Yeah. If you're not participating. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like that. You know, but they've gone to a fall festival, so right. that might be better. I just, uh, you know, maybe they should have done that 50 <laughs> yeah. years ago. 
put this giant black H on your shirt and go <laughs> go sit in the library. I just that doesn't uh, seem right. You know what no. I mean? It, it, <laughs> it's like, gee whiz, uh, <laughs> that was a outdated rule to begin with. <laughs> It's 6.30. We'll uh, take a break for news, a look at weather, and we've got more uh, tidbits on the way. Uh, By the way, remember a couple of weeks ago, they blasted that asteroid? Yeah. Got the results coming up. Nice. All right, so we'll do that and much more. This is Tidbits. It's 6.36 on a hump day. We've got uh, clouds in Logansport. And um, big news if you're looking to get wealthy. Yeah, that's right. Because now is the time to let your dreams go wild. Powerball jackpot is an estimated $420 million. Wow. So don't wait. Get a quick pick at a Hoosier lottery retailer. Play responsibly. Okay. So that drawing is tonight. Yeah. And then Mega Millions is up to $494 million. So nobody hit it last night. Right. Oh, they just keep growing. That next uh, drawing is Friday. That'd be life-altering, though. I don't know. You know, <laughs> just do I want my life that altered? <sighs> I I don't know. I'd have to disappear. And heaven knows I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to leave here. You know, I just I plan on you know. For all I know, I'll crap out in this chair. You know, while I'm on the air. Hopefully, into my 80s at least. In my eighties. There you go. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll be real hip. You know, by then I'll be real hip. Yes. <laughs> I'll probably be calling you Timmy. Probably. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just revert. You just start calling me Joe. I'll, I'll go back to Joe. NASA. <laughs> <laughs> Said their spacecraft that plowed into a small harmless asteroid millions of miles away succeeded in shifting its orbit. How about that? They attempted the test a couple of weeks ago to see if the future killer rock could be nudged out of Earth's way. They're testing that. Mm-hmm. The DART spacecraft carved a crater into the asteroid Dimorphos, hurling debris out into space, creating a comet-like trail of dust and rubble. What if we did that and it hit another planet out there? So, you know, we just cre- we just ruined another civilization. Right. Uh oh. <laughs> it says it may have left Dimorphos wobbling a bit. That may affect the orbit, but it will never go back to its original location. So, uh, the two bodies originally were already less than a mile apart. Now they're tens of Yards closer, it says. So anyway, it seems to have worked. And um, I don't know. There's a whole lot of info in there that makes you still kind of weary. What? It says there's two of them. Okay. It took consecutive nights of telescope observations from Chile and South Africa to determine how much the impact altered the path. It was evidently a 525-foot asteroid. Hmm. Around its companion, a bigger space rock. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I just, you know. Isn't there a movie like that that there's a comet coming and they know it? And, oh, yeah, there were yeah. a couple. Okay. Armageddon? 
That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one, um, gosh, Morgan I, Freeman was the president. Oh, yeah. I like his movies. Yeah. I always like Morgan Freeman. This from a, a public school in Maryland. They've seen a 582% increase in the number of students who identify as gender non-conforming in the past two years. You know, if you're given that and you're a kid, okay? And, uh, you know, if I was a kid in today's school, I'd be marking that box. You know, to me, everything was a, you know, conspiracy in school. They gave you these surveys. Do you smoke? Are you going to put it, you know, are they tricking you? Are they, you know, they're going to send this? Are they watching? <laughs> they, they know. They know what order they pass these in. These are completely anonymous children. <laughs> During the 2019-2020 school year, a total of 35 students reported gender nonconformity to a counselor, including four elementary students, 19 middle school, and 12 high schoolers. They say the current school year... Reporting gender nonconformity spiked to 239. 18 elementary, 129 middle school, and 92 high schoolers. And I'm telling you, you know, middle school is a is a big changing point in life. It truly right. is. Right. I mean, I've seen it in my class. I'll I'll refer to them as the squeaky cleaners. <laughs> okay. Okay. And the hoodlums. Sure. Okay. Sure. And you saw it. You'd see squeaky cleaners branch off into the hoodlums. Oh. And maybe a hoodlum would reconform and come right. back into the squeaky cleans. Yeah. But it was you would see this definite sure. shift of kids. Right. Because you're trying to figure out who you are, where you fit, where you yeah. belong, who your friends are. You know, what you like, what you yeah. don't like, all these things. There's just a lot of, you know, stuff. And, yeah. You know, I just know don't wear cuffed pants when you go up and down stairs in the middle school because you'll get your foot caught in your cuff and you'll take a tumble. Okay. <laughs> you know, embarrassing moments. Oh, sure. You know, but um, you, know, you bounce up like nothing happened. It's amazing when you're that age, you can fall down a flight of stairs and not sustain any injury. You know? Think about it. If you fell down a flight of stairs, you'd be you'd be laid up for three weeks. But if you're 12 or so, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Let's do it again. You know, it's just amazing. Yeah, and I mean, you're tumbling, you right. know. But uh, right. this <laughs> Elon Musk is the latest celebrity to admit to using Wagovi, an injection used for chronic weight management in adults with obesity and type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or high cholesterol. A slew of celebrities, including Kim Kardashian, mm. have been speculated to be using the drugs for weight loss after she lost 20 pounds. One person wondered, how did Kim lose so much weight so fast? Is she on Wagovi, Ozempic, Majanero? <laughs> Ozempic. Hmm. And you see this on TV. Yeah. You know, it's comprised of a compound meant for individuals with type 2 diabetes. Right. Used for long-term weight management. However, it's being used by more people seeking to lose 5 to 10 pounds fast. 
Patients using Wagovi have been shown to reduce body weight by 15%. Wow. But is it good for you? It can be pricey because it's not covered by insurance and can cost upwards of 1300 a month. Ozempic was first approved by the FDA at the lower dosage of 1 milligram. However, the 2.4 milligram doses showed more promising results. Doctors urge users to be cautious of the side effects. That's what gets me on all those commercials. I'm thinking, okay, I'm dealing with this. <laughs> right now I'm dealing with the craps. Sure. Okay, I've got, to, <laughs> you know, I've got gastrointestinal issues. Yes. And then they go through this well, possible stroke. Part, you know, it's like, I guess I'll just deal with a bad gut. Right. The risk, here it is, the risk of gastrointestinal side effects, nausea, vomiting, bloating, constipation. Oh, geez. You know, do you want to live like that? Or would you rather keep 15 or 20 pounds on you? I mean, think about it. I know. I know. It's just, I know. <laughs> Here's a <sighs> smart fella from Florida. Robbed a bank armed with just his finger. Yep. <laughs> A finger gun tucked under his shirt. <laughs> this is the old days. This is the old-timey robbery. For sure. He, he was arrested within 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's a robbery, see? He, he pulled off a $120 heist. Wow. <laughs> He's 56 years old, entered a bank. <laughs> At that point, the teller's like, you know what? It does... <laughs> I'll get, I'll get you. I, this is within my purse. Just take it, all right? <laughs> he made the shop the shape of a gun with his finger and demanded cash. He also advised the teller to not push any buttons to alert police. Yeah, no funny business there, see? <laughs> Do you have a handkerchief over your face? <laughs> Yeah, I'm over real slow. <laughs> After the bank employee handed over 120 bucks, he takes off. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. $120. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm fairly certain that even though he used his finger, yeah. it's still considered armed robbery. Yes, it is. Right? He's going to go away for quite a while. Yeah. Over 120 bucks. Yep. He was arrested 10 minutes later. Gosh. <laughs> You don't hear many many bank heists like that anymore. In I'm guessing the teller was like, <sighs> okay. I read something, what was it, just a week or two ago, that um, you know bank heists are just outdated. Mm. You just don't get enough dough. Right. right. So that's why everybody's going to this electronic. You know, sure, another. sure. But he went the old-fashioned way. <laughs> 120 bucks. He should have sold Venus Flytrap. He should have. <laughs> This uh, <laughs> a little more lucrative. <laughs> a Utah woman arrested after she called police to report that her husband had hit her. She told police her husband struck her during a violent psychotic episode. Police got a different story from Rachel Klingo Walker's husband, who recorded video of the incident. In the video, Rachel is trying to bring out the victim's other personality by speaking in incantations. That's patterns of a magic spell. The video showed Walker holding onto her husband's arm, proceeds to grip his arm tighter, cutting him into his hand with her nails. 
She's then seen getting off the bed and retrieves a pair of scissors. Sounds like she's the one that says. She then states that she's going to stab him. Oh. The husband apparently able to leave the room without injury, after which, you know, she then called the police. After reviewing the video, they arrested her on suspicion of aggravated assault and aggravated unlawful detention. Those are both third-degree felonies. She's also facing Ford misdemeanor charges of domestic violence in the presence of a child. Wow. That'd be freaky. You're just sitting there minding your business. <laughs> and then you start hearing that stuff. It's like, what the? <laughs> Is that something he endures quite often? Right. And finally. <laughs> incantations. Wow. If you're going to be a crook, be careful. This okay. guy lost his finger while attempting to break into a Burlington, North Carolina home. They responded to a house where the homeowner said a man approached him in the driveway. The owner told police he left his car in the driveway and was walking to the door when he was approached by an armed man who tried to force his way into the home. After a struggle, the owner slammed the door on the man. Evidently, his hand was in the door. They found a glove with a severed finger. Oh. 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 The suspect was then arrested and charged with first-degree burglary, assault with a deadly weapon, and intent to kill serious injury in possession of a firearm by a prohibited felon. So basically, they were able to figure out who it was from his severed finger. There's the fingerprint. That had to hurt. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. You know. You've lost a bit of a toe. It's no fun. Not in the door. That was a mower. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, can't imagine. Have you ever shut your, you know, as a kid? Oh, yeah. As a kid, yeah. you've had to have gone through that. Yeah. And how did we do that? I don't how, know. What we, you'd always somehow get your hand in the door. Right. What the heck? Were, <laughs> and you survived it. You never broke anything, but it sure hurt. Sure it did. It's like. You ever have someone shut the door on your hand in the car? Yeah. Yeah. That hurt. It's this. It's just. You're right. How did we make it? I don't know. No seat belts. We no, didn't. You know, it was we, fine. We had nothing. So, there you go. Some tidbits on this Hump Day Wednesday, Matthew. All right. I'll uh, see you tomorrow. Okay, buddy. All right then. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.